Hi, welcome to Spoilers! Hey, you. Special Oscar edition episode. Uh, limited gang tonight. It's just me and Stevie. And the usual, usual suspects here. And Chubbs, the kitty, in Pap's apartment. Yep. Uh, so, Stevie, uh, how'd you like the Oscars, man? I thought Chris Rock absolutely killed it. I mean, he held no punches back whatsoever. I mean, I mean, besides its length, I thought Chris Rock... And also Kevin Hart, who I think is going to be next year's host because he made about a thousand allusions to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think those two guys really, really did well. And Chris Rock just, I mean, he came out swinging. He held no punches whatsoever. What did you think of him, at least in his initial monologues? Oh, gosh. I thought he was hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, a couple, you had a couple really good jokes. I love the part where he was saying, uh, there's no, there's a uh, no black, uh, and it, or there's no black, uh, nominees this year but it's probably happened like 30 or 40 times before or something like that 77 yeah. other times he's like yeah. there's 77 <laughs> other times this has happened and he's like even in the yeah. 60s where Sidney Poitier wasn't uh wasn't nominated <laughs> yeah and I think he did a good job of coming after uh the institutional racism in Hollywood as opposed to slamming the Oscars uh which he didn't do and he kind of took a couple of shots at uh the Will Smith family which I liked that was pretty cool, especially when he was talking about Jada, and he's just like, Jada, you know, I think he said something like, Jada not being invited to the Oscars is like me not being invited to Rihanna, Rihanna's panties. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's the exact same thing. He's like, no one's missing Jada at the Oscars, believe me. How, how come only unemployed people ask you to quit something? <laughs> the job tells you to quit. <laughs> and even, yeah. even he was he, the real winner of the night, I thought, him and Mad Max. Yeah. And uh, just bring up Chris Rock one more time, like holding no punches. I mean, he brought up like people getting lynched. Like it was the first yeah. time I had ever heard the word lynching not being mentioned in a movie, just in an opening monologue. Well, the joke was like lynched and raped or something like that. Like yeah, if your grandma, if your grandma swinging from a tree, if your grandma swinging for a tree, it's hard to care about who wins a best foreign documentary or something like that. Yeah, that and I think really... that's what he was trying to get. Like, I think, I think he was trying to say like, yeah, uh, Hollywood is pretty, uh, has, you know, um, racial institutionalism, but also just kind of like, you know, there's bigger, there's bigger fish to fry than just the Oscars and black people need to settle down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think the best quote, uh, he had of the whole night before we get onto the actual winners and awards was, what I'm trying to say is it's not about boycotting everything. We want opportunity. We want the black actors to get the same opportunity as white actors. That's it. Not just once. I think that was a great quote. Yeah, because he even made allusions to Leo. Like, you can't get every great role in Hollywood every year. He's like, some of it has to come to us. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So uh, we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but how do you want to do, do this? You want to go uh, award by award? Or what's the best way to make most sense to you? Um, I think we can, uh, we don't have to do like the technical awards. Cause I think we know who obviously killed those. That was Mad Max. I, and that was awesome too. I think that was a great way for the Academy to, to still honor that film. Um, cause there wasn't a chance it was going to win best picture, but after, uh, best director was named, we'll get to that later. I kind of knew that, okay, Mad Max isn't getting this. I thought maybe if George Miller won, I was like, Oh God, this film might get it. But when uh, Alejandro, um, how do you pronounce it? Is it Inyar two? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he he's probably gonna win it for the next five years in a row. He's like an anti Scorsese, but um, 
I thought it was pretty cool that uh, Mad Max, being the film that it was, which you and I agreed it was the best film of 2015. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was just like getting Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. It was like if, if it was in a category, it was going to win an Oscar. Six Oscars, right? Yeah, six Oscars total. And I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's what this film was pretty much geared towards, especially with those Oscars, was like, you have awesome sound, you have awesome cinematography, you have um, this, this awesome sound mixing, technical stuff like that, camera work, just, I think, uh, like the scope. I just saw all of that was pretty much geared towards Mad Max. For sure. And, and a couple other, uh, I guess, lesser awards that I want to talk about. Dude, what is Bear Story? Because I really want to see that now. Have you never heard of that category before, like th- this year's Oscars? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've heard of animated short, but I, I just don't know what the movie Bear Story is. It looks good. Bear Story looked really interesting and far different from the other nominees. I'll say that. Can you watch it anywhere online? I'm going to have to take a look. I mean, I always kind of wondered how you even get nominated for that. Is this just some guy on YouTube scrolling through videos going, oh, this is 10 <laughs> minutes long? I don't know, but the uh, the local cinema by me shows the Oscar-nominated shorts, both live-action and animated, uh, this time Seriously? Of year. Cool. Yeah, I, I should have gone, but yeah. Another one I wanted to talk about, too, was a movie that I think we both liked, The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Winning Best Score. I'm glad they got in there for at least one Oscar. That, was, that to me, wasn't a talent. I mean... I can't, I can't, I can't even pronounce the guy's name, but I know he's legendary, especially the Clint Eastwood spaghetti <laughs> western through the sixties and seventies. You know, um, uh, you're talking about the uh, in Neo Maracone. Maracone, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Um, that to me was kind of more an honorary Oscar, kind of like on par with Leo. Like this guy's been nominated so many times, we have to give it to him. At, we have to give him to him at some point. You know, he's like ninety years old. Yeah, I'll be honest. It didn't really the the score from that movie of all the things that I remember that didn't jump out. And I was really rooting for, uh, was really rooting for. Oh God, what's her name to win Best Supporting Actress? Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, I'd, that was the one I wanted them to win, but unfortunately, I thought that should. I mean, I thought she was just great. She like kept me focused on that movie the whole time, but she was did such a good job. You know, she was a haunting character to say the least. Oh yeah, she was. I think the the best performance. And one other minor award I wanted to talk on was best documentary. Did you see Amy this year? No, I did not see Amy, but uh, uh, highly was... highly recommend it. So I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was, and I didn't know a lot about Amy Winehouse, and I'm not gonna give anything away. Uh, she dies in the end, but okay, I didn't know that spoiler. <laughs> this is spoilers. But she was, I don't know, I, I think I feel like before seeing that movie, she was kind of a joke to me. And after that movie, I was like, oh, she was this amazing and talented, misunderstood artist who also had a lot of uh, substance abuse issues. I would definitely recommend seeing Amy if you like contemporary music or documentaries. Like, did they bring up, like, like it was like Detox that killed her? Uh, I don't, I saw it during the summer, so I don't really remember. I mean, there are... It definitely goes into her addiction issues, uh, and it kind of starts off a little bit more when she was younger, and I hadn't heard a lot of you know what she had to say. She's really smart, like very quick and clever, almost like that, that British sort of dry, you know, that British wit. Yeah, that, that's... You know, almost like John <laughs> Lennon-esque. Yeah, it, it's a lot of that. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very... Um, I, did, I did like that okay. joke that uh, 
Louis C.K. I mean, he did a long speech about the people who made the um, the short documentary features. Oh, this award's going home in a Honda Civic? Yeah, this award's <laughs> going home in a Honda joke. Civic. And he's like, the person who wins this is going to be afraid to put this in their apartment because this is the nicest thing they will ever own. You know? <laughs> Great joke. He's like, he's like, no one's going to be making money off this. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so I, I really, really like that. Um, Inside Out, best animated feature? That was a slam dunk, right? I don't think there was a way it could miss. I mean, that was the, probably the most adult-themed Pixar movie I can remember, wouldn't you say? What else? I and I, I just watched the Oscars, but what else was nominated? I don't even... What, I don't see another animated movie this year at all. Um, Animalisa, do you know what that is? Uh, I've heard of it. Anomalisa? Not, yeah, Anomalisa, yeah. I mean, that... That looks great to me. Um, well, let me pull us up here real quick. I, think, I know we're kind of behind the gun on this, so let me pull us up. Yeah, that's fine. While you do that, too, I'd also like to say Ex Machina for visual effects. Um, for a movie that definitely felt like it had a limited budget, that was a big win for them. Another highly recommended movie, I would say. Um, the, all of the parts where she's becoming a robot person and... I don't know, her skin peeling off and putting on skin. It was a cool movie. So I, I was happy to see that get an Oscar. I was really happy with the, the mix this year. Would you have that pulled up? Yep. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Over there. Okay, hold on. Give me a second here. I got... I got... No. Okay, I got... Uh, um, Anomalisa, which... Apparently, it was just amazing. Um, I got Boy in the World, uh, Inside Out, Sean the Sheep. <laughs> Sean the Sheep movie. I really hope one of the guys from Shaun of the Dead is in that. Is that a Wallace and Gromit guy? That's what it kind of that looks is, like. I mean, it's guys from Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 By the way, if you haven't seen Chicken Run, watch it. It's I have amazing. not. Dude, you never seen Chicken Run? Uh, no. If you like Wallace and Gromit and type of claymation and appreciate that stuff, it takes like three years to make. Watch it. And then uh, When Marnie Was There, which I heard also was very, very good. Well, that's the, the guy who did Spirited Away, right? And I don't know how to say his name. Um, the Totoro guy? Yeah, it's uh, Hiromasa uh, Yonebayashi and Yoshiaki Nishimura. Yeah. Uh, if I win, I may have to pick one of his movies because he's my favorite Spirit Directed. Away is like a big deal. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Well, yeah, and he has he has so many classics in his arsenal. They're just great movies if you're a kid or if you're an adult too. All right, and before we venture into the uh to the uh you know, the big 5 or big 3 everyone call it. Um do you can you off the top of your head can you think of any snubs this year you thought should have been nominated but weren't? Could have been actor mm. or movie. Good question. Um, not really. I mean, from a winning standpoint, I think that it would have been nice to, and we'll get we'll get into this right now. But it would have been nice to see Sly win uh win one more because there's no way he's gonna win another Oscar in his entire life. But not, not for Oscar. a movie that's not Rocky. <laughs> but the main reason is I really wanted to hear his speech, just to hear him try and talk in his speech out loud and see what Dude, that would sound like. That growth hormone has thrown him off. <laughs> He's just inflated. That's yeah. what happens when you take HGH. What about you? Any snubs? 
Um, I would have liked to have seen Sicario get nominated for Best Picture, but... You well, love Sicario. Dude, I mean, that was right there with Mad Max. I, I know I have a, I can say, a panache for violence in movies, but like I thought Sicario was like the most like tension-built movie of the year. I loved the the scene where he breaks into the house or whatever. I don't, or, you know. Oh, you yeah. Know time, time to meet God. Yeah, the best scene in the whole movie. I, I didn't love that movie as much as you did, and I didn't love Emily Blunt in it at all. Well, that, you see, what people say, Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt was everybody's biggest cr- criticism, but I didn't you think Benicio Del Toro at least should have gotten nominated? I'm surprised. Did it get, it didn't get any nominations for anything? Some sound, some cinematography. So I think it got nominated for three. Uh, uh. I just thought Benicio del Toro. I know he already has an Oscar in the vault, but like, he was he was awesome, man. Like I thought his uh, character in uh, Sicario really like made that movie stand out. I guess yeah. Going back to the snub thing, I guess it would have been nice to see one of my favorite movies of the year was Bone Tomahawk. Oh yeah. And if it could have just snuck in there for some off little dumb awards so more people could see it. Makeup. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Any. Yeah. Anything. Just get it on the board so it's on people's radar. Because that I like Bone Tomahawk more than Hateful Eight. Personally. Bone Tomahawk was. I mean, I can't give anything away. I know it's a spoilers, but that it had the most gruesome death I've ever seen on screen. Oh, intense. Like look away. Oh my God, what is going on? Death. And Kurt Russell, and uh, Patrick Wilson, and Matthew Fox. Absolutely. And um, what's that? Richard Jenkins. Who's also in uh, Step Brothers, the dad from Step Brothers, just carried that movie. And for being such a small movie, you're right. It it probably was better than Hateful Eight. So are we ready to do the uh, big one, two, three, four, five, little one? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, so let's start with uh, supporting actress. Is that really a category, though? I mean, it's... I think you brought this up last night. It's it has to be the lowest of all the major categories. What I think Chris Rock had an interesting point, and I'm gonna butcher the quote. He says something to the effect of, "There should be black Oscars in the same way that there are separate Oscars for men and women." And I don't think he was, you know, of course, wasn't he was being facetious, but it kind of has a point. Why do we need to separate these? There's not a track race. I think the, I think the quote he said was, "It's not like Robert De Niro's way ahead and waiting on Meryl Streep to catch up." Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that from the snub perspective, that's why you have it, right? It's like if you didn't have it, then you wouldn't have then women wouldn't win as many, like, I guess, Best Actress Awards, obviously. Do you but... think they should just condense it like they do, like, Best Picture? Like, have, yeah, ten, have, ten, best... have 10 for Best Actress slash Actress, and you have a woman win that, and, like, like have 10 for a Best Supporting. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be well, huge. I don't think you want to get into what my theory on the Oscars was and how I would change it. Talking about the, the movie Hall of Fame? I propose that there shouldn't just be one best movie a year, that there should be sort of a Hall of Fame class. It can even, you can do it either movies from that, leave the Oscars in place, still have the best of the year, whatever, but then have a Hall of Fame element to it where if you win the Oscar, of course, you're automatically in, but then you can also sort of honor other movies 
you know, movies that may have gotten passed up, something that was not on people's radars, but ended up being a classic. Um, yeah, I just don't think art should be a competition. I just think it should be more of an inclusive, hey, welcome to the Hall of Fame. You know, it could be a museum. The, the best movie museum in the world, put it right in Hollywood. That's that's my opinion. You know, Pat, we but, can, we can open that. Just give me give us ten years to go back to like nineteen twenty eight when they started doing talkies, and we can just <laughs> we can start doing every film from there on out. We can just see if it makes the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, I don't and I don't want to come across as sounding misogynistic, but I, I just think that there there's probably there should either be like a best woman director and best man director to split everything down the middle, or say, I mean, talk about a. a an award that needs some diversity. How many, you know, white or how many men have won? Has there ever been a woman who won best director? Catherine Bigelow for Hurt Locker. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that and would I be think an that was the weirdest Oscar race ever. Cause I think that was just people trying to get back at James Cameron for something he did. Yeah. So back to uh supporting actress. Uh, did you see the Danish girl? I did not see The Danish Girl. My grandma did, so I'm going off my grandma. She's a really good movie reviewer. She really liked it. Yeah, I didn't see it. Don't really want to see it. It's a lesbian thing, right? Well, uh, Eddie Redmayne... Uh, oh, is it? Oh, that is The Danish Girl. You're right. Um, Eddie, I always get The Danish Girl and... and uh, Carol. Carol confused. Yeah, it's like the same movie in my head. Like, occupying the same space. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's a tra- it's a the first uh, person to become transsexual, correct? If I remember off the top of my head, I don't know. I know Eddie, I know. Eddie Redmayne makes a pretty pretty woman, so good for him in that respect, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I still say best supporting actress, from what I can tell, should have gone to Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yep, I, I think that was uh, that was a missed opportunity because I think everybody was rooting for her because she seems to be really well liked in Hollywood. Um, I have no idea how Rachel McAdams was nominated for Spotlight because, I mean, she, she didn't do anything that was standout-ish. I mean, no. and Kate Winslet, I feel like she's just someone that the Academy has to throw in there every year because they need five names. So there you go. Uh, moving up, one rung on the ladder. We kind of already talked about this. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Mark, how do you say his last name? Oh, Rylance. Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Uh, this was probably the biggest shocker, right? I mean, this was the upset because yeah. everybody was expecting not Sly, Tom Hardy, but this guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, which I think is a shame because I think Tom Hardy is just on. I mean, I think he's going to be like the modern Clark Gable of our times. But uh, I really thought Tom should have won. I thought he just if, if not Tom in The Revenant, I think that movie would have been like severely less looked at. Because I think Tom did a better job than Leo in that movie. That's just me. No, I, I completely agree. And I heard, uh, I heard a quote on some other something today. I forget who it was, but it's like, yeah, you don't even realize that you're watching Tom Hardy when you watch The Revenant. It, it, he does that good of a job. But I'm very aware that I'm watching Leonardo DiCaprio when I watch. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought Tom Hardy was so. I don't want to keep using the word haunting, but like, he like made me nervous when he was on screen. What a year for him, though. It's too bad he didn't pull down any hardware because he he deserved it, in my opinion. Yeah, those, those two films he was in. Uh, yeah, I didn't see Bridge of Spies. I'll admit it. I just it didn't look interesting to me at all. But now I think I might. I might go back and uh, check that film out. Uh, so Brie Larson, Room, thoughts? Um, 
this was for uh, Best Actress, correct? Yep. I mean, Kate Blanchett can't win it every year. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there? Was there no Meryl Streep movie this year? All right, we'll just give it to. I mean, yeah. If if, if uh, Meryl Streep's not getting nominated, but um, I think Brie Larson probably deserved it, don't you? For like the for that, she probably had to carry that whole movie. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I think she kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I haven't, I'll admit, I haven't seen this yet. But I I don't know. I, I'm glad Jennifer Lawrence didn't win it for joy, and I don't know why. <laughs> but <laughs> Do you think she's becoming too big in Hollywood for her own, like, for her own good? No, I, I love J-Law. I think she's super popular and, and good-looking and, and good at her craft. Um but I feel like giving it to her, what she? I don't think she had the best performance, and no one will watch Joy in two years. So, yeah, I mean, my whole family was like amped up to go to Joy at Christmas, and they all went to Joy, and I was like, I'm gonna go watch this Hateful Eight movie that I've been waiting three years to watch, and uh, I'm really happy I didn't see Joy just because, I don't know, I feel like that director, um. God, I can't remember. It's O. Russell, something, something O. Russell, um, who also did uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I think he's one of those directors that kinda, uses all the same people in his movies. Yeah, over I think and he's kind of one of those guys that likes to use the same usual suspects in his movies. So it's kind of just like there's a carryover, and I think that's just bad for films. Well, but Tarantino does it, and I love Tarantino for doing it. I know, so. I know. <laughs> I adore Tarantino. I know, I'm kind of a hypocrite in that respect, just because I think Tarant- I'm too much of a Tarantino fan. <laughs> yeah. Same. All right. Uh, so, actor? Um, I think, it, as I said, I don't think this was Leonardo being the best actor. I think this was, I think this is what I call almost like a Heisman Award. This is an accumulation award. Okay, see, and this is what I'm saying. This is I, I wouldn't put this in my top three Leo movies or performances. No, not even close. Not even close. Like, but and this is why you need a Hall of Fame. You can have that sort of career, you know, you've earned it after so many. You may not have had your one best, but you have a sort of your career, your body of work yeah. determines that. Yeah. So that, that's why you don't have to make it on a competition year by year basis. Leo is no doubt a Hall of Famer. Because I mean, ballot. I, I saw that movie. And I was just like, Tom Hardy stood out way more. And then, I mean, as you said, I wouldn't put it in my top two or three uh, Leo performances. Over under 1.5 career Oscars for Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, that's Since he got his one? Oh, yeah. Over under 1.5. Under, man. I think, uh, I don't know who his mom pissed off or who he pissed off, but I think this was an accumulation award. And I think... Uh, I don't think he's gonna see uh, the gold, uh, the gold guy again. How about you? It, it's really hard to get to as an actor. It's really hard. I know. I mean, what was it Marlon Brando and Tom Hanks? Oh god, dang it! I have to double check, but something like that. Yeah, because Marlon Brando and Tom Hanks won back to back for Forrest Gump in Philadelphia. Yeah, and Meryl Streep has a crap ton. She has but, three, which is a crap ton. But I mean, yeah, like it's impossible. I don't know. I could see him winning one later in life too, because I feel like that's kind of a thing. Oh, kind of, yeah. I mean, most definitely. I still want to see Michael Caine get one if he already hasn't gotten one. I just want to see his speeches. I love that man. But uh, 
Could you have seen Matt Damon or Brian Cranston or Michael Fassbender or Eddie? I mean, I thought Eddie Redmayne could have had a chance winning two years in a row for the role that he played and kind of the way our, I don't know, I wouldn't say, I guess like the way the, the transsexual movement is moving in the country right now. Uh, I mean, yeah. And, and this is something we talk about too. Oscar bait. Um, not a movie can be great. Even if it's not important is my whole thing. Yeah. And that just because the movie is important doesn't, doesn't necessarily make it a great film. And, and I think that for, for all of these movies, they check both boxes probably. But I think that, that when we talk about this as an Oscar bait movie, it's going to be about, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if you make a movie about climate change or, you know, sexuality, anything along those lines at this point, you're pretty much going to get uh, some attention along those lines. That or uh, let's talk about this. Um, as far as acting goes, one man acting job. Do you think that really puts you up there for uh silver? I mean, hardware. Like, what like Matt mean? Damon and the Martian having to act like the whole time by yourself. I'm not an actor. I would guess that it makes your job not easier having to do all of the work. But that being said, the conditions in which Leo is shooting compared to the conditions, which is if Matt Damon did that, but did it outside by himself in the conditions that Leo did, I think that'd be a different story. And I do take that into account what you had to go through to do it. It was like a nine month shoot for the Revenant, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh, but hey, I got something pulled up real quick. You want to play a little, little quick trivia game? Before oh, we move yes, on to the last two? please. Okay. I will name an actor, and you will get a point if you can name the movie that they won their hardware for, or movies they won a hardware for. Oh, good all lord. Of, <laughs> all of these actors will only... There are lots of lots of actors who have multiple multiple Oscars, Oscars. in their house, but we'll we'll do some of the big ones. So we'll start off easy. Catherine, <laughs> we'll start now. We'll start off easier than that. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Did he win for won the floor of the cuckoo's nest? Yep, that was the best actor. Okay. Did he win for The Departed? Nope, but he has two more. Uh, did he win for um? God, what's that called? It's not Chinatown. Is it Mean Streets? Nope. Okay, hold on. As good as it gets. Yep. There's there's his two best actors. Okay. And he also had a supporting for. Oh man. Um. Uh. Let's see if he didn't win Chinatown, Mean Streets, Not the Departed. What is it? I can't think of it. Nineteen eighty three. 1983, um, God, Cuckoo's Nest, I think, came out in 76. Uh, Danny DeVito's in this movie? Just go ahead and say it. Uh, Terms of Endearment. Ah. All right, let's, we'll do, we'll do a couple more super quick. Uh, we'll do a reverse this one, though. I'll name the movies, you name the actor. Okay. This actor won best, or actress, <laughs> one, one <laughs> uh, best actor for My Left Foot. That would be Daniel Day-Lewis. There will be Blood and Lincoln. He has three best actors. Yeah. he um, Five nominations. That's a lot. He's also retired like five times and taken up like five different jobs outside of acting. I hear he's kind of a dick to work with. 
Um, yeah, because he's a method actor, and people really don't like method actors. Uh, how are you feeling about um, Kane has two Oscars. Kane does. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Cider House Rules and Hannah and Her Sisters. All right, uh, we'll do uh, two more, uh, really quick. Okay. Uh, regular style. Um, where'd he go? Regular style. Denzel Washington. Uh, he won for Training Day, and he won for Glory. Money, Stevie. And then let's uh, to be fair, let's uh, mix it up a little bit. This actress won for Morning Glory. Guess who's coming to dinner? The Lion in Winter and on Golden Pond. She has four best actresses. That's Audrey Hepburn. Uh, Catherine Hepburn? Catherine Hepburn, my bad. Yeah. Yep, there you go. So that's the game. Nice. <laughs> we, we, we need a title for that game. That was fun. I do like that. All right, so uh, last two. Best Direction, The Revenant, Alejandro G. and Dario I, I I call it Inyari Inyarito 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 yeah. yeah I don't know I'm really bad at reading but yeah what'd you think um man those scenes in the Revenant where like it didn't like that beginning battle um yeah. where like it didn't cut and it like flowed so smoothly like that alone won him best director I thought what about the parts of the movie where I literally couldn't sit still like the dream sequence where it's like okay. Uh, those were the absolute worst parts of the movie, and I wish they'd have thrown them out. <laughs> like those scenes were god awful to watch. It didn't win for best editing, that's for sure. No, not at <laughs> all. Did did Max get that one too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Um. Anything else on the Revenant before we move on to the? Uh... uh yeah. Those dream sequences were just awful, but the scenes were like it didn't cut and it kind of flowed like Birdman were amazing. Does he does, is his next project announced at all? Does anyone know where he goes from here? I mean, I'm sure it's he's working on it, but I mean, I, I'm not sure if he's gonna want to do another one because I mean, The Revenant took him forever to make, and True. it was it was also hell. <laughs> Let's see, according to his, uh, <laughs> well, are you talking about uh, Birdman or are you talking about the unexpected virtue of ignorance? I don't. <laughs> uh, his IMDb has nothing listed that's in production or anything so uh, sort of a mystery yeah I, I mean i would want to retire after the revenants i mean it, it had to take up more than a year to put everything together did you see Babel? i have not seen Babel. i heard it was not your great. boy Brad Isn't that your boy? yeah i mean tom hardy's my new guy but yeah i have not seen Babel. um so the big award best picture take it away um man it's really hard for me to talk over Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of all these movies, Mad Max was easily the most captivating and entertaining. Because um, it was it was a what would you, you call it, like a two hour car chase, right? Yeah, and and you know how like when you get your uh, learner's permit and you're you're too amped up, uh, so you have to like wait a month or whatever between turning sixteen and getting your full on driver's license. Yeah. They should make you wait a month after seeing Mad Max before you're allowed to drive a car. Because I drove like a madman on the way home from the movie theater. I was so pumped. I up. just remember and... like walking out of the theater, wanting to get into a bar fight and scream "Witness!" <laughs> Witness me! Witness! I, I mean, mean, out of out of almost all of these movies, uh, 
Mad Max is the only one I would ever want to watch again or could see people watching in 10 years. They're still talking about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just watched Spotlight today. I mean, uh, we both grew up in the Catholic Church, right? Yeah. I was an altar boy. Yeah, I was an altar boy as well. Um, Not as long as you, but I was an altar boy. But uh, this was more of a journalistic movie than it was kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't call it Oscar bait, but like instead of showing like gratuitous things or, you know, haunting images and stuff like that, it was more of a journalistic movie going after the church. And it kind of like made this invisible villain kind of just kind of like this ominous presence of the church's power. So I thought it was a very well done movie. I knew once George Miller didn't get best director in Mad Max, there was no way Mad Max was getting best picture. Uh, so if you have to give anybody but Mad Max, I'd say Spotlight deserved it. And good for uh, Michael Keaton being in back-to-back Best Picture winners. That doesn't happen. Yeah, no, it doesn't. He seems to be kind of on a resurgence, wouldn't you say, with his career? Oh, for sure. And I just watched the, uh, just for shits and giggles, I watched his Batman, the very first one. Yeah. It's a good movie. With Jack Nicholas? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Jack I, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Not the golfer, the actor. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it is a good movie though. I mean, especially if you're being like kind of like the first actual like superhero movie, right? Well, yeah, and you take that and you take it what the Batman was before. I mean, I'm not talking about the comics or anything like that. I'm talking about film Batman. You go from Adam West Adam to West. Michael Keaton. That was a great. That was a step in the perfect direction for that franchise. I guess. As much as I hate Tim Burton, I have to agree it was a pretty darn good movie. Is that your favorite Tim Burton movie? <sighs> favorite. I mean. Like, people realize, like, uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas isn't really a Tim Burton movie, right? Like, he was on set for, like, right, ten, yeah. 10 days out of, like, four years of that movie. And he, uh, did he, he didn't direct it. He produced it? He produced it, and people think, like, that's his movie, and he was just on set for, like, 10 days. I mean, he barely... My favorite, oh, God. My favorite's got to be uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's a... Uh... I forget. That was his, like, real big claim to fame, wasn't it? I don't even know. I'm not a huge fan of his either but i do love oh, pee I, I, I have to say about. one uh did uh tim burton do sweeney todd uh did you mean the demon barber of fleet street yeah the demon barber <laughs> of fleet street <laughs> i don't know i like that movie though yeah i'd say if i had to pick one i'd probably say sweeney todd if we're going if we're pulling hairs here uh let's see here tim burton did direct so there you go the more you know so one Last question. Are any movie that you didn't see before and you're going to see now, the spotlight withheld, uh, that you didn't see before the Oscars, but now you want to watch after? Did anything spark your interest? I already said Bridge of Spies. I think I might check that one out. Um, man. I'm not going to see room I, looks, I, The Room looks heavy, or just Room, not The Room with uh, Michael Basau. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, didn't love The Martian. I already saw that. Didn't love it. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say Bridge of Spies. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, and, uh, and I like Tom Hanks quite a bit. Watch that and do a pod sometime. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, when he was interviewing the African Americans outside of like movies that were nominated, movies they'd seen and whatnot. Did you see that part when Chris um, Rock was interviewing people outside? Oh, the like the actual people of Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. My hero 
was that dude who hadn't seen one movie and Chris Rocks just looks, he just looks put off. And he's like, all right, man, what's your favorite movie of all time? Without skipping a beat, he goes, Superfly. And I <laughs> lost it. I knew you. I should have texted you right then and there. You love black exploitation. It, it's my second favorite. I mean, it's got to be my second favorite genre, but I mean, outside uh, Western. But yeah, when he goes Superfly, I was like, oh, thank God. At least it, it, got, it got referenced to at the Oscars. Thank God. <laughs> the dude, the dude looked like he was a man who would appreciate Superfly with his. Uh, he hat looked like he was the star jacket. of Superfly. <laughs> he looked like he, was, he looked like he starred in it. Superfly. Anything else you want to add to the Oscars? No, other than I freaking hate him and can't wait for next year's. <laughs> Let's just start building our Hall of Fame. We'll start watching talkies. All right. Well, I'm Drew, and I'm Stevie. Okay, Pappy. <laughs> this is spoilers. Bye. Hey, we want to hear your take on the movie, too. So if you'd like to get in contact with us or have your voice heard on the air, you can email us at podcastspoilers at gmail.com. That's podcastspoilers at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at at spoilerspodcast. That's at S-P-O-I-L-E-R-S-P-D-C-S-T on the Twitter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>